all night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener. We're uh, trying to uh, – uh, the whip got, got us the recipe Yeah, we got quick. the recipe like, here. Yes. Whip. And it looks like the real one there. Martha said it looks like his grandmother's. Okay. Yeah. Now it I, certainly does. I've got it too. I'll send you – sweet Melissa sent, sent one to me from the Pittsburgh United Methodist Church, one of the cookbooks – they've had i don't know how similar it is but i'll send that to you too i was just looking to see if uh, if you can make persimmon uh pudding with uh the oriental and it looks like you you probably can but i don't know that it's going to be as It'll good take a lot of grinding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think you would have to have them really really ripe because because i mean i remember the consistency and 
because the American persimmon has so many seeds in it, you had to have like a colander and, and oh. basically press the pulp through the colander yep. to get it to come out. So it's it's the pulp is actually like a almost the consistency of jam or something. No, it's 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 like something that comes out of a quart or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have to strain it, strain that pulp out from yeah. the the seed and the skins. But wow, we're gonna have, we're gonna talk to uh, Daylily Steve. Everybody's got a nickname on this show. All our all our characters do. Uh, Donna's uh, in in Zebulon, and Tom is in Raleigh. Steve, hi, how you doing this morning? Happy New Year. I'm just, I'm just a, it's just an identifier. That way you know who it is. Well, that's fine. You're, you're from, from here on, just like uh, Rufus named uh, Lash, that's uh, our, our friend's first name. He uh, forever will be known as the whip because that's what Rufus said. That's what Rufus <laughs> called him. That's what Rufus <laughs> Whatever Rufus says is, is the gospel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, you're Daylily Steve. Steve, uh, what's going on? Oh well, I'm sorry. That's that's it's already uh, taken. Uh, that's beyond all of us. It's and and you you said something about that Rufus, Rufus has been with you ever since you asked him to come on the show. He, the, I mean, like the the next week he was on the show. That was I think 14 years ago, as best I can recollect. Is, is he not a politician? No longer. No, he hasn't no, been a politician I'm, I'm, in a I'm, long time. Yeah, I'm a statesman now, Steve. Yeah, statesman. Yeah, I understand that, but. But to be paid to pontificate, would you not want to do that? Oh, there's no, there's no pay with with uh, Secretary General of Gardening. Unfortunately, it's a, an honorary title, so there's no, there's no oh, remuneration. He, he's, he's, oh, he volunteers his. Time. It's, it's, yeah, it's been very, it's been very controversial as to whether he was paid taxpayer funds, but he is, he is not. Yeah, he is not. Yeah, that, that's been put to rest, Steve. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I do have a certificate. Anyway. We, he's he's got it officially. It was presented to him by the current Secretary of State Elaine Marshall, so it, and sign it was signed by uh, by the governor. Um, yeah, so. we've got it down pat now with with no pay. Governor McCory signed it. Oh, was that the uh, was that the Longleaf Pine thing? No, no, no. This is different. This is a, an official proclamation making Rufus oh, okay. Edmonston the uh, Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the real subject. Uh, the the guy that 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 wants to uh, do the weeds in his uh, yard, the big box stores, and I think Ace has them too. They make these sponge paintbrushes. Yes. That has, that's a, got a sponge on the end of it, and all you got to do is take a cup of that. And it's best to use it undiluted. Just just dip your sponge in there and wipe it on there, and it's just as good as paying thirty bucks for something. You can get a bag of those sponge at uh, Lowe's for like five bucks. Is there an extension? Because he was hoping well, not to bend over. Yeah. Well. Well. Let me. Oh, let yeah. me just. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can you can MacGyver anything. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Go yeah. ahead, Mark. Well, that's I just wanted to, to to make a comment that you're absolutely right. Those those little uh, paintbrushes would would do really wonderful, but uh, I I highly recommend you do not uh, use full diluted. I mean undiluted. Uh, the reason being because it's it's off label. It's considered off label use, uh, which is actually uh, against the law. Um, it, ah. Yeah. So. 
you, and Mart, as an extension agent, certainly can't recommend. Yeah, that yeah, I, I can't recommend. I yeah. So. Uh, I, mean, I just wonder when they're coming to get me. Well, uh, <laughs> if you give us your license number, I can get them there fast. <laughs> Dude, I am a lawyer. That's right. If you need a lawyer, I mean, we got that too. But I use that, that method on Roundup a lot. And, of course, it's diluted the, the proper way. And it works so beautifully when I've got something in between, say, a hell of Boris, a weed popping up, and you, you can't spray it. I use that sponge thing quite a bit. Yeah, and, and, and with chemicals, and Ann can address this better than I since she has a degree in it, I, I, I have found that if you follow the directions, you, get, you don't use twice as much, even though you think it's, uh, if you use twice as much, it's going to, to hurt the plant even more. It doesn't necessarily, it may hurt the plant and a lot of other things yeah. if you use too much. Yeah. Or it may not work as well. well. I even mentioned that is if you use the properly diluted mixture, it is not warm enough for the chemical. Well, you're you're absolutely correct. That that's a, that's a true statement. And glyphosate is one of those. If you read the label, it states on it uh, very clearly that the temperatures need to be above sixty degrees. I yeah. think fifty-five, Six, sixty degrees. I think yeah. is what they are. Yeah, exactly. Now. And so you're ab- absolutely right about that. So anyway, I just thought I'd put my little two cents worth in. Uh, that's a great idea. It's that worth a lot more than yeah. that, uh, Steve. It's worth a lot more. Right. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Our best to you and your wife. All right. She's sitting right here. All right. Oh, Go have a yeah, safe hello. trip wherever you're going. All right. More of the. <laughs> let's see. Uh, more now with Donna in Zebulon. Yes, sir. Hi. Uh, Hi, good Donna. Morning. Good morning. Uh, I'll uh, let Steve have the Daylily uh, title. He's my friend, him and his wife. So yeah. You can give me the title as the first female officer, police officer in Wendell. And also oh, my dear Adler. friend Donna. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you, Donna. You and Rufus the, are good friends. Absolutely. She presented me with the, brought my certificate. My blue ribbon all the way to the office. Dear Donna, how are you? Yeah, that's right. An- another daylily, another Hemrick Hallis expert here. Donna, how are you today? Well, I- I'm doing good, thanks. What I was going to do is talk about the persimmon pudding recipe. Boy, I'll tell you, we, we, this is right. just we like Ask Your Neighbor. We, right. this is, we're going to uh, talk about persimmon pudding this morning. That's all there is to it. So what's, what's your take on it? Well, I'm looking at Mom's recipe now, and it is not diabetic-friendly. I've been eating (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What I do is, instead of adding the one-and-a-half cup of sugar, I reduce the sugar, and I add raisins and nuts to it. Mm. Ooh, that, that sounds, sounds like that a, sounds good, that's a, a good alternative. Yeah, to a natural alternative there. Uh, mm. Well, I mean, sugar, sugar cane's natural, but adding something, I think, would probably... Correct, and there is a couple of persimmon festivals in the western part of the state. Um, in the foothills, there's one in Colfax near where you went to college. Oh, yeah, you, the military, Colfax. Oh, 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 oh yeah, that's right. I was, I was saying that's up near, uh, yeah, that's between, that's near it's Greensboro. In Salem, it's in Guilford County, though. Yeah, that's right, Oak Ridge, yeah. Right, it's at a historical farm. This year in November, it was canceled, but they've already said they'll have it in November uh-huh. of this year. 
But um, that's just all I was going to say. It's not diabetic friendly. So okay. Well, I was just looking way. at this uh, recipe that uh, the whip sent us, and uh, it, it has a cup and a half of sugar. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that would be a great alternative to – you said you used uh, uh, raisins and, and nuts, right? Yeah, yes, sir. About uh, different kinds of nuts, whatever uh, you got on hand. All right. Oh, that, my that goodness. This, this one from the Pittsburgh United Methodist Church has two cups of sugar. Oh, wow. Oh, good in it. Man. Diabetic friendly by far. But anyway, Three eggs. Hmm. Yep. Madonna, how's your retirement coming along? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I, I've had, uh, I, I've it really enjoyed it between working at the White House helping decorate for Christmas in 2014 and oh, wow. the Rose Parade and working the Easter Egg Festival up there at the White House and going to Florida. I've already been to Florida three times this year. Mm. Uh, um, well, it's a suburb of Tampa. We kind of stay to ourselves. Yeah, I got you. You haven't arrested anybody yet in in, in retirement, have you? Uh, no, sir. Okay, no, sir. I I'm just want to make sure. A, I'm also a retired nurse. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Well, you'd be a great one to have around. Doggone right. right. Mm-hmm. You can do everything. Not well. No, and a cook, too. Yeah. There, you know, there is life after retirement. Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, keep those daylilies healthy. I guess there's nothing much going on with the daylilies right now, is there? Well, some now's a good time. Uh, I've got some in the greenhouse I've been transplanting. So uh, now's a good time to, you know, like you said earlier, to check your soil to see what you need to add to it. Yeah. You, could, you could divide them now if you needed to, too, couldn't you? There, yes, there's hardly any time of the year that you can't mess with a day lily, right? That's right. That's right. I, I have a little uh, greenhouse, and I've been working in it, putting different kinds of, uh, you know, dividing them. And yeah. you can divide them out there as long as the dirt is not uh, frozen. I mean, that's my opinion. Steve might have a, a different way of doing things. He has a beautiful garden. He did, uh, I, that's what I hear, and I really need to get out there. Yeah, we've got to visit that garden. Yeah. All right, Donna, thank you. Well, thanks so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, and thank you for letting us know about uh, that swap. Take care. All right, we'll uh, talk to Tom and Ann coming up here on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. It's 1021. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 1024. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. I'm Mike Rayleigh. Tom is in Raleigh. Tom, thanks so much for waiting. How can we help you? Uh, I was calling about crepe myrtle. I, I came through town yesterday in Raleigh, and just about every crepe myrtle I saw has had the limbs cut all the way back to the crotch. I don't know who did that. But I didn't think you're supposed to. Well, trim them. it's not. Uh, it's probably not going to kill them. They just won't ever look right. And I, I think a lot of commercial outfits do that at, at the request of their, you know, like in shopping centers or something. The city of Raleigh is pretty strict about having so many trees to certain square footage and parking lots and so forth in uh, commercial property and. Uh, sometimes uh, they don't plant the right crepe myrtles and they get too big, and so they're they're ordered to, to do that. That's the only thing I can assume. I don't know for sure. Yeah, well, most of them I saw at home. 
at homes. Mm. Well, I don't, I don't know what's. Well, that, that's you know, that's just it is. I, 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 you really are never going to in, enjoy a, the beauty, the true beauty of a crepe myrtle if you cut them back like that because their contorted limbs are not going to be able to flourish. All you'll have is these spindly little sticks that grow out each year. And uh, they're putting so much energy into regrowing the leaves and the limbs that I don't know how much of the uh, flowers that you're going to have. You certainly aren't going to have uh, a, so anything that looks like a tree. Well, it's going to take you several years to recover. Yeah. It was, if you, I have some on a farm down in Johnson County that are well over 100 years old. Oh, I bet they're beautiful. Yeah, uh, there there's some down in Oakwood in the Oakwood section of Raleigh that are just huge and and very very old. Right. Well, the the ones I've got down in Johnson County, I've cut a limb or two back occasionally because they're getting getting in the way of another tree. But yeah, uh, yeah. these these are very tall, and they are uh, ones are pink, and the other one's a little bit darker. And they're very, like I said, very tall, very pretty when they start blooming. Well, we have talked many times on this program about crepe murder, and it's uh, seen articles and in magazines like Southern Living about it, and right. uh, Tony right. Avon has talked right. about it a lot. So yeah, right here uh, down the street from where I live, there's a house which happened to be a rental house. It had uh, three planted in a triangle pattern at the end of the house. And it had grown up there, the, the white that weeps over. And it had grown up, and they had kept them trimmed where they were hanging down. And it looked like a big umbrella there, and they had used it like a shade tree. Mm. Oh, great. People, people moved in and rented that house and cut the darn things right on back. Yeah. And there will never be that big uh, umbrella-looking thing. Again. Oh, no. Well, Tom, I've got three, uh, four crepe myrtles at home that were planted when the house was built in 1921. So that means that now I have three crepe myrtles that are at least 100 years old. Yeah. Right. And I, what I, I love them just as much in the winter as I do when they're blooming because of that unique uh, formation and the, uh, especially those uh, uh, cinnamon barked ones. Now, they're, they're not 100 years old. But the the unique formation of, of a crepe myrtle, like the Natchez, is just yeah the Natchez. They're, mm. they're wonderful plants in summer and winter. If people would just leave them alone, except to do something that will, if you if you have a problem with something hanging over, trim it up right. a little bit and leave it alone. Right. Well, that, the other thing is the persimmon. Uh, one is uh, there's a persimmon tree on the farm that I'm sure it's uh, set there by a bird. And it has little, small, uh, dark purple or black persimmons on it. I don't know what it, what kind of persimmon that is, but I know it makes a mess on the ground right where I'm looking grass a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, that, yeah, that's an American, definitely an American persimmon. Mm-hmm. That's the one that makes a good persimmon vibe, Tom. Yeah. Uh, okay, and and the one right across the yard from it is a huge persimmon tree. It has the big, big persimmons on it. It's not quite as messy because most of them fall back into the bushes uh, around it. I guess that's the oriental. Yeah. Would that be if the, with the bigger ones? I don't know. Yeah, grow, growing up when I was little, in the wintertime, like Christmas uh, holiday or something, school here in Raleigh, I went to the farm and stayed at my granddaddy's, and there was a family that lived 
with Ken and my granddaddy's farm. And we just sat on the back porch in cold weather, and there was this big 50-gallon barrel wooden keg, wooden barrel, and it had persimmon beer in it. Oh, good heavens. Oh, All right. Oh. Now, this was a, it was actually a sweet drink. It was not an alcoholic uh-huh. thing at all. Kind of like a cider. Several years and getting like a big jug of it to bring back home. Oh, well, better better not talk about what happened afterwards. <laughs> well, I say it was not alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> they put uh, the, the one thing I... Well, you, uh, you're going to have to hold on, Tom. Hold on. We'll, we'll do a little news and come back and find out about that. Okay. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. Yeah. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, it's 1035. We're back with more on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Tom was with us. Uh, Tom, uh, what what uh, more did you want to add? Oh, the uh, persimmon beer. Yes, that's right. You were going to tell us what's uh, in it. As kids, we'd get up there and take the top off the barrel and, and look in there. And, it, and looking in there, they had uh, bananas. And raisins floating around in it, and I finally found out after a few years why that was in there, and that was to help the, help the liquid from turning dark. Oh. Now, whether that fermented or not, or not, I don't know, because uh, when I was little, we, we could all the kids could drink it, and it was very sweet. Oh, okay. That, that must not have hardened enough. <laughs> 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 well, Tom, I appreciate you uh, telling us about that. Oh, well, I can tell you something else about permitting. <laughs> oh, you you got a still out back, uh, do you, Tom? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I, I had an uncle that made his own apple cider vinegar. Oh. And he had uh, all these little wooden kegs in a little room on the side smokehouse. Well, up until I got married, I, I didn't go in that place and I wasn't allowed to, really. But I wasn't old enough. But he told me one day when I stopped down one of Saturday, he said, uh, you got to come in and uh, look at something I got. And I had seen it where we got the vinegar from. And he had these extra two barrels. And it was hard apple cider. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, didn't, uh, he didn't drink uh, vinegar, did he? No. Oh, okay, I just I didn't know what he was my into. My aunt mistakenly drew some out and put Making pickles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <made the> wrong- <laughs> oh, and then she was in a pickle. She, okay. yeah. Well, I can tell you, a a big large tablespoon of vinegar per day is good for you because I heard that from many doctors. Yeah, the uh, apple yeah, cider vinegar. All, I've heard that all my life. In fact, my wife, my late wife, she used to do that. Yeah, you uh, gotta you gotta kind of sip uh, that very delicately. And, and Rufus, I haven't seen Rufus in a. A lot of years, and he doesn't know who I am anyway. But I did meet him a couple of times at pig picking back when he was. they were doing some campaigning, especially down in Johnston County. Oh, yes. At the brothers uh, that had the pig pickings down there. And I know you, I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking about. Well, I certainly do. And boy, was that good. Oh, yeah. Used to be a lot of fun. And he used to sing Wabash Cannonball. Well, I used to sing a honky tonk angel. Yeah, I, I didn't hear you do that one, but I heard Wabash Cannonball several times. Well, that's mother, why Rufus stopped uh, campaigning. As my mother said, 
my boy is a good boy, but he he sang himself out of the governor's office. <laughs> that was uh, one too many songs. He could do a, he could do a good whistle. Yeah. Small bash cannonball. There you go. Listen, appreciate y'all's time. Thank you, Tom. Enjoy your show. Have been for a long time. Thank you so Thank much you. for being a part of it. Have a nice weekend. And good morning. You're... Good morning, Mike. Yes, ma'am. How's everything in Johnston County this morning? It's good. I went to Hawaii with you. And you did? Yeah. Hey, Ann. And I am calling because Rose Rose, who called you earlier, lives near Princeton. Yep. She is my, my friend. I oh. live at McGee's Crossroads, and we met when I worked at Selma because of her gardening expertise. A group took me to her house. I wanted everyone to know that Rose has a book that has been published. It's on Amazon. It's called Plant Propagation, a Primer. And Hmm. it was just published like November or October. Well, I'm going to look that up. Plant Propagation, all right. A Primer, yes. And it's um, it's very... uh, it's alphabetical. It's uh, few words on the page and pictures and a small little book that would uh, help gardeners of all ages. I bet she could tell us how to how to propagate a Daphne, which is so hard to do. <laughs> well, I'm going to... could tell you about anything. I, I'll, uh, I found it. It's uh, Rhodes, Rose Rhodes. R H O D E S. Yeah, look at the back. And Cindy is is Cindy her daughter or? Yes. Okay, daughter. that's our Cindy Rhodes did the illustrations, so I'm going to buy one today. Yes, do that. Wonderful. I didn't. Uh, she didn't say anything about it, and I, that's fine. I'm I'm glad well, she didn't. I hope she calls you every week because I do too. She is she could add to your? I then I call every Saturday while your show is on. Oh, my goodness. That's our weekly. We call each other. Oh, Um, that is so nice. We're about 45 minutes apart, and we're both in our 80s. And so um, we we connect over the Tar Heel Garden. Well, good gracious, Ann. I appreciate that. And uh, we need to go back to Hawaii sometime, don't we? We do. Yeah. Get everything straightened out. Thank you so much, Ann. Well, thank you for the information. Yeah, how about I'm that? I'm going to place an order here as well. <laughs> I'm doggone right. Uh, support our, that's a plant propagation, a primer or primer, if you prefer, by Rose, R-O-S-E-R-H-O-D-E-S, Rose. So I'm going to try that out. Plant propagation is one of the home gardener's most rewarding activities, it says. And in this book, I give you the most used methods of propagation and a list of plants I have found to be the easiest to propagate. So well, I'll be it. very interested to see what she does about Daphne's. Oh. Daphne's. Oh, well, let's see. We'll, we'll see if Daphne's is in there. All right, very good. All right. 919-860-9783. Now, when you're servicing your car, you need to know your cycle of service. But she didn't know that. Your cycle of service begins actually the month you buy the car. That cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service intervals based on that cycle. 
for those using synthetic oil, and that's going to include many, if not most of us, driving limited miles, you know, and you may go months past the normal service based on those miles. And you'll need to schedule your service uh, two to three times a year at least. And during this service, Kings will check wipers, belts, tires, and transmission levels. For those of you currently driving a hybrid vehicle, the folks at Kings have <coughs> certified hybrid technicians and are able to refurbish, that's right, refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. This usually occurs around 150,000 miles or so. Call Kings today to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service. They know what they're doing because they've been in business since 1946. Great, reliable auto care. More of the uh, Weekend Gardener coming up, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. It's 1043. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, 1047. We're running out of time. Let's go to uh, Ron in Four Oaks. Hey, Ron, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you folks doing? Yeah, doing fine. Thank you. How can we help you? I've got um, a home-built 1919. You were talking earlier about crepe myrtles. Yes. I have three crepe myrtles that were on the original landscape plan. Oh, boy. And and they're much like you described when you let them grow. They're like big umbrellas, beautiful. Uh, We've enjoyed them. But I've had this, I've been been told they're lichens. Um, It's like a scaly gray-green flaky Mm -hmm. patches that have come on it. started in one area, and they have spread, and they seem to be, now going from tree to tree, yep. you know, it's a lot more in the first tree it was in. But I'm wondering, is that harmful? It, um, and are, are most of them on the north side of the tree? <laughs> uh, I don't, it, it's not really directional. It's on the it's on the uh, the, the smaller limbs, as you know, as well. Yeah, yeah. Not as much on the trunk as it is the upper limbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a just kind of a fungus, basically, or but an algae. Well, lichens are, are not actually um, uh, parasitic, and that's what people are afraid of: is that the the lichens are are kill, actually killing the tree. Yes. Um, and but what you will see is that the, your lichens will grow on a tree that is under stress. Okay, hmm. it's it's a place where they 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 grow. Um, and, uh, but again, they're, they're not killing your tree. Yeah. I guess the stress, the stress is living a hundred years. I guess so. That's <laughs> right. I, I hope I have that stress. <laughs> now, do they, do they help the tree at all? Uh, no, uh, it's, it's just, like I say, we use it as, we call it an indicator plant mm-hmm. to, to let you know, Hey, there's something that's just, the tree is not real happy. So what I would suggest you do is, is maybe take, uh, take a soil sample around the tree and see what's going on with your soil fertility and your soil pH, and then uh, try to make an adjustment of those, uh, you know, of those of the tree itself to yeah. get it healthier. And arborists like uh, folks at Bartlett could could come out and, and look at it and give you an estimate if you 
if you want to do something like that, that's uh, one of the things, one of the many things that arborists do. Yeah, well, Ron, let me tell you, I, 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 if you were listening a moment ago, I have a home built in 1921, got several great myrtles that are 100 years old. And a couple of them had those lichens on them, and, I, and I'm a great believer in Bartlett Tree Company. And they were out there on another job, and I had them to look at them. And they came and said, well, it's deficient in something. And they came back with a pump and put some, some kind of uh, professional nutrient in the ground, and the plant is just as healthy as it can be. Could have been some of Tom's right. cider that they uh, yeah. <laughs> injected in there. Some of that. Yeah. Well, that, the trees, I wouldn't take anything for them. You know? well, okay. Oh, I'm like you. Well, then. They you, just make the front of the, yeah. of the home. From well, you might want time. to get Bartlett. To, and I'm, not, I'm sure you're like me, that you're, they're just as beautiful in the winter as they are in the summer. Absolutely. I love the, you know, you mentioned earlier how they, they the contortions and. Yeah, and and how the the limbs are kind of almost interlocked to each other. Right, I, I just love them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, where is Bartlett? Bartlett uh, will is uh, well, actually, all over the country. But they are they have a they're out of Charlotte. They have a Raleigh office, and those are the folks that come on the show are in the Raleigh office. But they they cover a good chunk of of North Carolina. This office would certainly go to Johnston County. So oh, yeah. you would call yeah. the Raleigh office for that. They're right in the phone book. Yeah. If there's such okay. a thing left these days. Yeah, it's it's a Google Google white pages or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Bartlett Tree Service. Okay, and would they be able to look at my pecan trees? And- Absolutely. Oh, yeah, they've been looking at Rufus's pecan trees for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the, they're, they're, again, something that's 100 years old, Ron. Four, four huge uh, pecan trees, and... The worms got into them here about five years ago, whereas beforehand I used to produce bushels a year to give away. Mm-hmm. And Bartley said, well, we can spray them, but it's going to be very expensive to do so. Because they have to get up in the canopy. And they've got to get way up in there, and they've got to catch these uh, worms at the, at the right time before they come up. Mm-hmm. But they they can tell you all about pecan trees. Yeah. So. Well, that sounds, that sounds great. I have, I have about ten of those in my yard as well. I believe they give you a free estimate, uh, so they'll come oh, yeah. and look. And you uh, you pick up a lot of limbs, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah, there's something falling out of pe- uh, pecan trees all the time, every day, <laughs> winter, four seasons uh, a year. Right. Limbs, it's leaves, but yeah. but uh, they're wonderful trees. Ron, yep. thank you so much for calling. Well, thank you. I yes, sir. Appreciate the advice and the help. That's uh, that's encouraging. Thank yes, sir. So Have a nice day. Frank is in Durham. Frank, good morning. Uh, yes, um, I'm trying to do a sort of ground cover. And would rosemary be a good plant to use as a ground cover? I don't really think of rosemary as as it grows more like a shrub. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it can get as much as six, four or five feet four, tall. Four, four or five feet tall without any problem. Uh, yeah, they are great to have around, especially if you plant one near a walkway where you brush up against it and well, release that a, fragrance. You got a Cuba. Some, not a Cuba, but uh, what I think that plant is with a dwarf dandina beside it. Yeah, now, now are you saying you're saying a ground cover? Normally, uh, that would be um, something that's a couple of inches tall yeah. or two or three inches tall and, and across the spread along the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the the rosemary is not going to do that. It's going to be uh, more of an uh, an upright shrub. Okay. Um, it I mean it's considered an herb, but it 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 has that form. So well, if you, you want you another dwarf, shrub like an, yeah. a dwarf nandina, that's still going to get about four or five uh, yeah feet tall if you don't watch it. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, nandinas and and shrub and uh, rosemary. They don't look alike, but they're both um, a little more shrubby than what you would consider a, well, I'm d- I'm something like ivy, for instance. I'm tired of mowing, so I'm trying to. Uh, oh, so you do really need a ground cover. Do you have so a lot of sun? Like something like periwinkle or? It's in full sun. Oh, pull, well, that periwinkle wouldn't work no, in no, that. No, no. Flocks it? would be a good one. Rufus, uh, yeah, some some of the uh, flocks, and Rufus, you can address that, that you, you see them in the spring – you see the pink flowers in the in the spring, and and that's you don't always notice it the rest of the time, but it's a nice, yeah. really low growing. Uh, there are all kinds of varieties of flocks, some higher than others. But uh, is that something you'd recommend, Rufus? Yeah, uh, the he 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 needs a uh, maybe a miniature uh, spruce that grows about six or seven inches tall. Things like that. There are all, there are all kinds of of um, sun loving uh, types of and shade loving types of ground cover. You need to you need to go to a uh, a good garden center, a good nursery, and kind of kind of look at some of the stuff. And you can also Google some of those things too, and see what they look like. But there are lots of them. I know Campbell Road uh, Phil. A little later on, probably not right now, but she still she probably has some right now. But she has a, a lot of different types, and I know Nelsa does too, and Logan's. But uh, if you if it's more convenient, you're in Durham, you can find a place over there. Okay, uh, this is on a sort of a steep bank, and it's sort of hard to mow. And I'm looking maybe um, down at the bottom of that bank, maiden grass. Maiden. Oh yeah, yeah. That... Would that be good? Uh, all right. There are different varieties of that. Um, um, are, you, are you saying maiden, maiden grass or, or muley grass? No, maiden. Maiden. Miscanthus. And, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's going to be uh, pretty tall. It can be pretty, pretty tall. It's, uh, you know, if it's, if it's got sun, it's going to be pretty low maintenance, I'd say. I, I, assuming, I mean, there, there are varieties, I think, uh, Miscanthus sinensis is uh, kind of a general yeah, those, right. but those things are going to get pretty tall, up to five feet tall for that. Yeah, and I, yeah. So you have to trim them every year, or, or can you just let it grow? Uh, well, it usually you have to have to to prune it back. What happens is it'll turn brown. Yeah, I think it looks you, better, yeah. it's just like liriope, for instance. Well, if you don't trim it, what uh, will it? it it'll just it? you'll just see the old growth. Uh, the and that's going to be hurt during during the year of growing, uh, especially during the winter. It's going to going to look bad. And that's why people cut back liriope. You get that brand new growth that comes up for the new season. Well, I'm getting a little lazy, so I'm trying to cut Well, I, yeah. you call the wrong show, Frank, to, to be lazy. Because <laughs> we're going to put you to work. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's been good. I'll... Yeah, go to a good garden center and you can you, know you can uh, see, you can eyeball things, too. Do you know a good garden center in Durham? We, we haven't had um, I don't you know, I don't. I don't know. I we don't have any sponsors, uh, nursery sponsors over there, mm-hmm. 
but uh, kind of ask around and okay. um, and see what see what's there. If you go if you go online to the uh, the orangegardener dot uh, org, um, there is a some there is a listing of of different uh, nurseries in and around Orange County. Okay. So that may be a, be a starting point. Yeah. Okay, no, I sure do. And the Durham County Extension Service may have have some listed too. Okay. Thank um, you, Frank. Okay, appreciate it. Yes, sir. Enjoy bye. Program. Hmm? Go to Joe in Carborough. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I, yeah, I live in Carborough in Orange County. You know what's also helpful? You just go to your local flea market. I mean, excuse me. Uh, what do you call those? garden markets in the morning we have a wonderful one in carver farmers, yeah, farmers, farmers market yeah during farmers the season market. uh that that's a great idea joe it's a good source and i tell you i bought this house back in 99 in carborough and we had this ground cover in the courtyard and i finally got around to looking it up just the other day you know i've been in the house 20 years but i didn't know what it was and i found out it's related it's a medium, they call it, but there's like 80 different varieties. It's related to a Chinese and Korean ground cover called a, a goat weed, horny goat weed, if you can believe it. And it's exactly what it sounds. It's good for ED, and I eat three leaves a day, and it has helped quite a bit, Rufus, in case you need a little help there. Oh, my goodness. Horny goat weed. There you go. That's, well, that's, uh, sounds that's like quite a way to end right the show. Way. Joe, thank you very much for calling. Horny <laughs> <laughs> goat weed. It's a wonderful ground cover, and it's quite abundant in Carborough in, in my yard. I know that. How about that? Thank you, Joe. God bless y'all. I'm heading to Richmond. It's a beautiful day. Okay. Oh, my. Uh, spread Happy the love. Here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other Joe, you can hang on if you want to, and we'll talk to you coming up here on WPTF. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. Mark, thank you, Brother Rufus, Miss Ann, and we love you, dear gardeners out there. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody.